Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 57. Today, I get to announce the winners of both giveaways in our Facebook groups, the WW Coven and Witchy Woman Friends. So we're going to do the Witchy Woman Friends group uh, winner first. So, And I'm going to post the videos. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a really weird respiratory thing going on. But I will post the video of the random selection of names. But the winner for the Witchy Woman Friends group uh, prize pack is Samantha D. I'm not going to say last names in case you don't want me to say those on the air, <laughs> but Samantha D in the Witchy Woman Friends group wins the prize pack. So I will be uh, texting you via messenger today to get your details, get your shipping information, and get all that set up. Okay, so next would be the winner of the WW Coven uh, prize, and the winner for that would be Maggie M. And I will be contacting you as well and posting the video for the winner in the WW Coven group as well so you can see the little uh, wheel spin and, and all that jazz. I am so, so excited for you guys to get your prizes and see how you loved it. Um, I want to give a shout out to Lynette Bell of Wild Woman Witchery who created the uh, prize, the box, and all of the wonderful things inside it for the WW Coven um, prize. The other one I put together here my, myself with all my supplies and some of the things that I had um, in uh, the shop that I had. So you're getting kind of a conglomeration of some of my handmade stuff and things that I had bought um, for the shop. So today I'm going to talk about Mercury in retrograde or as the memes online say Mercury and Gatorade. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it's it's right now. Um, I'm already seeing a lot of people struggling and asking for help and I thought why not do an entire episode about what it is and how you can navigate through this time period and tr kind of mitigate some of the, um, what do I want to say, side effects <laughs> of this super awesome time. I also am going to go over um, some some stuff that kind of came to me the other day. Um, I am a lazy witch and I see a lot of people shaming themselves for not doing all the things. So I kind of want to talk to talk about that as well after we talk about Mercury in retrograde. Okay, so Mercury in retrograde. So right now is the first Mercury retrograde of 2020. And, and I don't know, I just, if it can be kind of a scary and like ominous period because of social media and everybody seems to blame everything on Mercury retrograde. And dude, I do it too. <laughs> I do it too. So I'm no different from the rest of you as far as that goes. So what is Mercury retrograde actually? So I want to talk about the sciencey stuff first. So the term retrograde comes from the Latin word retrogradus, which literally means backward step. With your eye, if you're looking at the planets, the planet does seem to move backward during this time, but it really doesn't. It's just an optical illusion. Every one of the planets revolves around the sun in the same direction. None of them go backwards, none of them stop. Everything keeps on orbiting, right? But 
due to some of them taking a longer orbit uh, around the sun uh, than, the, than the Earth does, the Earth will lapse these outer planets, making it look like the planets are moving backwards. So these larger planets, um, or the planets with the larger orbits, are Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And yeah, I still call it Uranus, because that's how I learned it when I was a kid. My daughter corrected me, says, no, we call it Uranus now. Well, I'm an immature, and I call it Uranus, so whatever. Um, so I want to explain what this optical illusion is like. So picture you're on the freeway and you see two cars kind of pacing each other in different lanes. And if one car starts driving faster than the other, the slower car looks like it's going backwards from the perspective of the person in the faster car. So <laughs> that makes sense. If you've been on the freeway and somebody goes to pass you and they zoom ahead, it can sometimes feel for a second like, you're, you're like your eyes will play tricks on you and it feels like you're going backwards. That's the same thing with retrograded planets. Is that a word? Retrograded? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so it's the same when it happens to the smaller orbiting planets and those would be Mercury and Venus but it happens in reverse. So these are speedy planets, and when they lap us, they seem to be going backwards. So Mercury completes its orbit every 88 days. So that is why we have Mercury retrograde so many damn times per year. So why do we give a shit about Mercury and why it's in met retrograde? Metrograde? Holy hell. <clears throat> it's definitely affecting my speech, or that's what I'm going to blame it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why do we care? So first, let's look at what Mer Mercury rules over and how that affects us. So astrologers believe that Mercury, the planet, rules all things communication. So spoken word, writing, computers, contracts. Um, and in mythology, Mercury was the messenger of the gods. So Mercury has a strong history in um, communication in general as a whole. Mercury also rules over Gemini and Virgo which I found super interesting that I'm a Virgo and hubby, or I'm a Gemini and my hubby is a Virgo and Maddie is also a Gemini. So I'll have to look into what that means for the three of us <laughs> during this time. So Mercury rules over thought processing, organization of dates, and general making sense of things. So when we are showing our positive aspects of Mercury, we're curious and thoughts flow nicely and organized. We can communicate our ideas and feelings with clear meaning. And when we are acting out the negative aspects, we can be impatient, uh, indecisive, nervous, high-strung, kind of air-heady, um, and rude with our words. Sometimes we get really short with our words. So when Mercury is in retrograde, it can test us. <laughs> it can cause issues with communication of all sorts, and it is how we react to it that actually matters. Now, what can we do to ease the effects of retrograde? First, don't come at it as a victim from the get-go. I see that a lot. Oh, it's Mercury retrograde. The next, you know, four or five weeks, whatever it is, is going to suck balls. Well, it will if that's how you think it will. <laughs> so when we talk about how bad it is during this time or how we dread it, we send out that energy out into the world. And if you go by the law of attraction, that is, it's, that is what you're going to get back. 
Um, so first, be neutral or positive about the whole thing. If you can't be nice about it, just go about business as usual. <laughs> Second thing is to stay grounded. This is going to help that flighty fear- feeling, that nervous, unsettled feeling that sometimes some of us get during this time. It's going to keep your mind uh centered. So the one of the first things um, you can do to stay grounded is to meditate, specifically meditating on your root chakra and meditating in general. This is going to help carry, uh, keep your mind present and not running off to awful conclusions about retrograde or whatever, whatever else is going on. You can also wear or carry grounding crystals such as black tourmaline, black onyx, obsidian, smoky quartz, quartz and petrified wood. Now there are others that help ground and um, filter out negative energy. Um, One of those is Labradorite. I know some people really, really swear by that one. Um, Also, crystals that govern communication or your throat chakra are amazing to carry uh, around right now. So blue apatite, sodalite, amazonite, turquoise, aquamarine, blue kyanite. Those are just a few of them, um, but you can carry them with you. You can put them in your workplace. And they're, they're really great for helping you um, say what you actually mean <laughs> and help with that communication flow. Um, selenite is also a really good all-around crystal to have at any time of the of the year but for retrograde it's especially nice because it can help filter that shitty energy that comes that your aura comes into contact with during this time because a lot of people are it's just pure chaos right now for some people and that's going to energetically kind of bleed onto your aura if you have some toxic people around you selenite definitely helps uh with that part um what else? Oh, the third thing to stay grounded is go outside. Even if it's like five minutes a day, go outside, breathe some fresh air, listen to nature sounds, connect to the earth energetically. This can do wonders for that feeling of being unbalanced or unsettled during this time. I know it's cold for a lot of us right now, and I hate the cold, but lately I've been making myself go outside if it's for a quick walk or to sit out on the porch and just take like some nice deep breaths, feel the air on my skin, and really connect. It has helped because I've been in the house a lot more this winter than I ever have been before because we're in town. I'm no longer at the ranch. I don't have ranch chores to do. So it's definitely been an adjustment and that has been helping me. So I definitely recommend that. The other thing I do daily, whether it is mercury retrograde or not, would be to use the bubble technique. So what that is, so first thing when I wake up, I imagine a beautiful silver goldish light. Like for me, it's got like silver and gold glitter in it, of course, and it sparkles around me. And I actually push this light that emanates from the center of my body and I kind of push it out and create this shielding bubble. Then I ask spirit and my spirit team to please protect me from outside energies that would harm me and to help me keep my emotions mine and other people's emotions theirs. As an empath, this can be a struggle for me because I feel other people's energies and their emotions. So having this bubble and this shield and asking them for their assistance to keeping other everybody else's energy theirs and mine mine really helps me throughout the day. So throughout the day, if I if I get some time, like little tidbits, I will just re-visualize it to kind of recharge it 
basically. So if you're out shopping and you have to use the restroom, do it in there. Um, you can't overdo it. Just go with what feels right. If you are sitting in your office and you're like, dude, I think I feel like I'm, you know, these people are starting to get to me a little, just revisualize this nice protective bubble around you. That really, really helps. So you don't have to use the visualization I do. You can use whatever color you want. I know Rena Dwelly can probably help you out with what color um, would be for what. I know like green is healing and rose gold, I think is like universal love, stuff like that. So if you want to really specifically channel a certain energy, you can totally do that with your bubble. Um, I like to also sometimes visualize it as like a clear crystal sphere. So I like to use the clear quartz as my inspiration for the visualization. So I envision like this beautiful clear quartz sphere and I'm in the middle of it and it is protecting me. And if I'm feeling like I need to be a little more than protective, like I need kind of some serious defense against somebody super toxic or confrontational or I'm going into an area where I know everybody is going to be very emotional. Then I usually visualize my bubble as a quartz sphere with crystal points sticking out of it <laughs> to, prov to provide like defense against someone that's toxic or that area that I feel threatened in. So basically it's like me kind of being, that's, that's, that's my like porcupine type defense. <laughs> like don't come near me, my energy is going to poke you. I know some people are probably going, boo, boo, you shouldn't do that. That's not right. But it's what I do and it, whatever. If it resonates with you, then do it. I know I say that too much and it's probably annoying and like a broken record, but it's literally like if somebody were to say, sum up your practice in like a sentence, I would just say, I go with what resonates with me. That's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> There's going to be a little buzz every once in a while you can hear in the background. And that is my fireplace. Like my wood stove has a fan in it. And when it gets like a certain temperature, it kicks on to warm up the room and I sh could have should have probably recorded in my bedroom but I am so cold and I just wanted to be next to the fire so excuse the hum that you're gonna hear every once in a while some other great practices during uh, retrograde period would be journaling bath salts like sea salt not just Epsom salts uh, if you can't get into a bathtub, then salt foot soaks are amazing. Um, do Reiki or other energy work. Of course, there's the train. <laughs> and if you're really having a hard time mentally, please reach out to a friend, talk to a counselor. Some people, this, for some people, this time can be very intense. And the urge to make sense out of it all can really, really make things even worse for you. So if you're trying to make sense out of some bad things that are happening stop take a breath recenter <laughs> bad things happen no matter what the planets are doing and asking that perpetually frustrating question of why can create more turmoil than you already had i feel like there's meaning in all things essentially however <laughs> i don't feel like we need to know the why to everything some things happen to us and it is, I think we're meant to accept it and go on. And you don't have to know why to live a beautiful and prosperous life. When it's time for you to realize the why, I think it will come to you. And until then, release the expectation and control 
and let things flow. <laughs> and I realize this is way easier said than done. It's something I struggle with because I myself am a control freak. So expectations and flow are a constant theme and struggle in my life. And I'd like to say that I'm working I'm better at it. I, I am. I am better at it. Last year kind of forced me to, to be better at it, and I appreciate that. So I guess to sum it up, uh, drink lots of water, meditate, wear your grounding and communications crystals, be mindful of our words, um, and get outside. Those That's the best advice that I can give. Um, go about business as usual. You don't have to expect this time to be hard because if you expect it to then it probably will <laughs> okay and i'm really sorry for those that are having a really rough beginning to mercury retrograde there's nothing that says you can't just go okay restart i'm restarting retrograde i'm going to center i'm going to release and i'm restarting <laughs> so if you are having a really bad time write down all your frustrations, journal about it and release it. Burn it, flush down toilet, do whatever you gotta do. Um, but you can always hit that restart button. Okay, so I hope what I, this, the little information that I did give, I really hope it helps you guys. Um, Mercury retrograde literally comes every 88 days. So just keep that in mind. It comes every 88 days. That's a lot. So we get lots of practice at, at dealing with retrograde. It can bring forth all kinds of things for you to deal with that you haven't done dealt with before. So one of the most famous things that retrograde loves to bring forth is uh, exes, old flames, relationships that have died and gone. All of a sudden they were resurrected and knocking at your door. Problems you thought you shoved under the rug sometimes will come out and peek at you and say, hey, deal with me now. And you just got to flow with it. Stick to your intuition. Don't act rashly. Really uh, sit back and ask if something is serving your highest good. If you have to make a decision. Because we can't put our lives on hold for every time Mercury decides to go retrograde. you got to go and do your life. Like right now, we have things that we have in the works. And I sure as hell am not going to hit pause for that long. Just so I don't have to deal with retrograde. I am going to do the things and move forward and deal with the the roadblocks as they come. You know what I mean? All right. So enough about that. Another thing I kind of wanted to touch on was being a lazy witch. So I'm a lazy witch. Yep. Most of the time I am not the mysteriously beautiful witchy aesthetic you're going to find on Instagram. Um, I wish I had the money and the time to create a life that is just like those super pretty witchy pictures that people post. Like I really struggle with posting pretty witchy aesthetic stuff because my life is not 100% beautiful. <laughs> um, I meditate in the morning with my teeth unbrushed. My hair uh, is a rat's nest on top of my head. I try to put it in a bun, but it usually just flops over. I'm usually in my tie-dyed kitty cat PJs. <laughs> that is not beautiful. I am not surrounded by beautiful crystals and a cute little spot in my home that is clean and full of plants and other witchy shit. I usually meditate on my bed surrounded by sleeping dogs and my kitty cat Tinkerbell that usually boops my nose a zillion times while I try to clear my mind and meditate. It is not pretty or organized most of the time. <laughs> um, 
I just have seen a lot of comments and posts on social media throughout the different platforms. It's not just Facebook. Um, I'm seeing it on Instagram and uh, Twitter about not feeling like a quote-unquote real witch because not they don't have many supplies or they don't have enough time to do spells and rituals and stuff. Dude, it is okay to not be witchy 100% of the time. <laughs> you do what you can and when you have energy for those things. A spell I did last fall was literally writing someone's name on a piece of paper and throwing it in the dumpster and saying, you are trash and you are where you belong, <laughs> gone from my sight. I had no candle, no incense, no crystals. I was dressed like a homeless person because <laughs> um, I had just woke up. It was a scrap of paper written with cheap blue pen. Intention is everything. Yes, that was a lazy spell, but damn, I was feeling the moment. I was feeling the energy, so that's what I did. I, I try to observe the Sabbaths and do rituals, you know, on the proper dates. It doesn't always happen. And sometimes I just look at the calendar and mentally note what time of the year it is and go to sleep because I have no energy to do a ritual. And I know a lot of us are like that. Don't feel guilty about not doing it. I do that to myself. I'm like, shit, I should probably be doing something because it's a Sabbath and I'm a witch, damn it. But we shouldn't get down on ourselves. And you know what? When that happens, when I wake up the next morning, I'm still a witch. <laughs> and I do love like the elaborate spells and rituals with all of the things and the thick incense smoke. And I do perform them sometimes. But I don't know, when I feel forced, when I force myself, because nobody's forcing me, it's my own pressure I put on myself. When I do that, when I'm like, ooh, you have to do this. I don't know if it's like the Gemini in me that freaks out and squirms or what, but I lose all inspiration and therefore lose intention and energy for the spell or ritual that I was trying to force myself to do in the first place. And it's going to flop. If I feel forced, I'm not, I'm not in it and it's going to flop anyway. So why try? <laughs> to me, forced spirituality feels like religion and that turns me off faster than anything. I chose this path because of the freedom and because I didn't want to be shamed for not doing the things like not going to church in Christianity. Um, I don't know. It doesn't mean that I'm any less spiritual or devoted than the next person, but it does mean that I'm human and I don't go full force, which 100% of the time I can't. I, I really, you know what I was thinking about? I was like, oh, if I had all the money in the world and assistance to do this and somebody to do my hair and makeup, you know, I totally, no, I wouldn't. I would not look like that all the time because I don't want to. <laughs> I love dressing up. I love getting on all my black clothes and my chunky boots and like totally like AHS coveting it out. But I also love my sweatpants. <laughs> so yeah, right now I'm wearing sweatpants I wore yesterday and the sweatshirt that probably needs washed as well. Um, I did shower today. I have no makeup on. It's moisturized face, but that's no makeup. My hair is brushed it's not styled and my natural curl, there's enough humidity in the air right now. My natural curl has decided to come out and I kind of have a frizzy, crazy hair day. I, I don't know what's going on with this thing. But anyway, I have fuzzy socks on. They're not pretty. They don't match anything I'm wearing. And it's because it's Nebraska and my feet are perpetually cold here all year round. I don't care if it's 100 degrees here, for some reason, my feet are always cold. So winter, they're just like little white my toes are literally white and I don't have any feeling in my pinky toes. So, 
fuzzy socks it is. <laughs> I don't look like a stereotypical witch you're going to find on Instagram or any of those beautiful aesthetic um, type accounts, but I am still a witch. So give yourself a break. Release your own expectations as to what being a witch means to you. You do you. I guarantee the beautiful aesthetic account people on Instagram have muggle lives too. You can't look beautiful 24-7. You can't look like you walked off the AHS coven set 24-7. I love those accounts, by the way, and I follow plenty of those accounts because they give me inspiration. It's something beautiful to look at, and I love them. But I do recognize that they're human. They're human, and if I met them on the street on a random Sunday, it's a good chance they're not going to look exactly like they do on their Instagram account or their Facebook profile, and that's okay. I think that's what makes this all so amazing is that we can be these normal-looking, quote-unquote, normal, you know, muggle people, but really, we're witches, and that comes from our energy. That comes from our intention and how we live our lives, not by... um looking the part. So I will get off of that (laughs) rant, but I just, I felt like somebody needed to say it. I'm sure somebody else has said it before, but I wanted to come out and say, my name is Danae Sweet and I am a lazy witch and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Um, so give yourself a break guys. I know that a lot of us are going through all kinds of things and pressure on ourselves makes it worse. So let all that go. The way I do it, because I, I will put pressure on myself. Like, I will say, shit, I should have meditated this morning. Or shit, I was going to do a spell for prosperity on this particular moon phase on this particular day. And I missed it because I was busy. And I will start to get really pissy with myself and angry that I'm not walking the walk or being the witch I need to be for everybody else. And I thought, you know what? I'm a witch for me. And that's it. That's the end of it. And if I don't feel like I have the energy for it or for something else pops up in my life that makes it so I can't go do that witchy thing, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, that's the best part of this is for me, there are no rules. Rules are what I make up um, along the way for myself because I follow that pagan eclectic path. I'm an eclectic witch. I'm a pagan witch. I'm a hedge witch. Um, but I am in the end, I'm Danae. And um, don't get lost in trying to be the best witch ever um, and lose yourself because I've totally done that. I've totally lost who Danae was in trying to create who Danae the witch was. Those are my wise words for the day. There's a lot of W's in that last sentence. Um, thank you so much for everybody who uh, participated in the giveaways. I really wish I could give everybody a prize pack um, until I win the lottery. That can't happen. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you. Thank you for participating and sharing the favorite episodes. I read through every one of them and I I felt so much love um, reading everybody's favorite episode or moment of the podcast. And then in the coven group, I had them write what a witch meant to them. And I got to read some absolutely beautiful, basically proclamations, you know, of, of their witchhood. And I, I loved everyone, um, everyone's response. It was really, really beautiful. So thank you for everybody participating. It was really cool. Um, I'll put the, put the, um, 
videos up so you guys can see the little wheel spinning around. Um, there were like 90-some names in the in the uh, Witchy Woman Friends one. So I had to copy and paste 97 names or 90-something, can't remember, into this little uh, random uh name picker thing and it took forever <laughs> so <laughs> and it looks really cool because it divides it up like pie pieces so there's 90 some pieces to this little wheel pie thing it's kind of cool anyway I'm rambling um what else is going on um not much else is going on here it's cold I'm sick of the winter I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about that um as far as the social situations here it's not great it actually got worse and I'll talk about that maybe in another another time we'll go into that some more stuff happened here it just to me it's the universe saying I'm gonna make it as hard as possible for you to live here so that you have to move so that you are forced so you're finally pushed out of your comfort zone into somewhere else and it's not necessarily me as much as it is my hubby he's actually acknowledging we need to move and uh, making the steps to move which is awesome um, but I think the universe was definitely waiting for him to be emotionally ready to go and I feel like that's happened in the in the last couple weeks um, due to some things that happened they were bad but in the long run good because I saw a change in him it's like something clicked and he was like there's more to life holy shit there's more to life like if I let this all go here there is more life can be fuller and um, more enjoyable and less stressful somewhere else so that's like a small little update on that kind of stuff um oh oh I am I got to I got to read a book and I want to share the title with you. It is Green Witchcraft by Paige Vanderbeck. She is the uh, host of Fat Feminist Witch Podcast and they reached out and let me read the book. So I'm going to be doing a full book review um, next week along with a YouTube video of the review. I love it. So if you guys can, if you want to pre-order it, I will put the link in, in our group so you can pre-order the book, but I definitely, definitely recommend it. It is a fabulous book probably the best green witchcraft book I have ever read because it has all the things in it it's got the information and the spells it's got the correspondences the cover is gorgeous the writing is really great and I think you guys are really gonna enjoy it and I will give you a full full rundown next week along with the video I'll put that on YouTube because I'm finally doing the YouTube stuff I had to not use my phone because it kept I'm technologically challenged and I thought oh I'll just use my phone to put YouTube videos on and I kept putting it in the wrong aspect and then when I would try to up I don't know it looked stupid so I have my camera that I'm using now and it's much better so anyway <laughs> enough about that I hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you are having a hard time with mercury in retrograde or mercury gatorade <laughs> as the uh, social media memes say um reach out to me I can I will try to help you the best I possibly can um in the witchy woman friends group I'm gonna put like a little infographic of all the the, the basic things that you can do during mercury retrograde to help you out that way you know you don't have to listen to this entire episode again <laughs> to write down all of the things. I'll put an infographic up and make it easy for you guys. So I will definitely do that. Somebody remind me if you don't see it by the end of the week. Um, I have it partially 
Megan and I just need to finish it. Um, I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I feel so much gratitude to you guys. I keep checking my stats because I don't know, because I don't know that that's the Scorpio in me or whatever it is, but I like to see the stats on my podcast and it is getting huge. Like, freaking ridiculous huge and I thank you all for listening thank you for our sponsors please check them out guys go to my website um witchywomanpodcast.com and click on the sponsor button so you can read all about each one of our patreon sponsors who give their services and their witchy wares to our patreon supporters in the ww coven if you go to my website pretty much everything is there so you can find social media links you can find about me you can read about who I am and what my education is you can read about the sponsors and I just opened up my books for services I took about a month and a half off from doing any kind of readings or Reiki or hypnotherapy and I opened my books back up uh, yesterday <laughs> so if you were interested if you contacted me about getting a reading they're open back up so give me a Give me a message or email or something, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. You can also snowmail me, uh, P.O. Box 333, Hyannis, Nebraska 69350. Hopefully that address will be changed so soon. God, I hope so. I, I really hope so. Anyway, that's all I got. So I guess as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.